It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Howdy. You threw out a howdy. I haven't done a howdy in a while. Wow. But I, I feel like howdy needs to come back. When I used to um, serve at this uh, restaurant that, okay, whatever, it was Montana's. They used to, they don't do it anymore. They used to make us say all these old kind because it used to be very it, not what it is now. It used to be very Western. Everything every theme was Western. There were cowboy boots and and you had to wear a little star name badge and the whole nine yards. And when people came through the door, because I started as a hostess, we had to say or we could be written up. Howdy, folks! Welcome to Montana's. Stop. So howdy was in my regular people everyday vocabulary for a long, long time. It took me a long time to shake it, and you're bringing back all these weird memories for me. I'm sorry. Uh, Disney World, for example, does very, very well at getting into character and making you feel like you're there. For example, um, if you go to Epcot, maybe you might feel like you're in Mexico at the International Pavilion. They'll say Spanish things to you. I feel like Montana's is not Disney World. And just because they say howdy doesn't make you feel like you've been transformed. No. Into a different time and place. No. Like, fuck me. It's just like the Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> Where's John Wayne? Where are you hiding John Wayne at? Oh, it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, they've changed since then, though. I feel like uh, you probably cook a lot at home because you've got little ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you to think back to the time before the kids were born, when it was just you and your husband. Okay. How often did you cook in a week? How often did we cook in a week? We used to dine out a lot. We've saved a lot of money on dining out, at least. I'll say that much since we had kids. But we would dine out, I'd say, a couple times a week. So probably home-cooked meals that weren't like a quick zap and eat, right? Sure. Twice a week. Really actual take the time to make it together twice a week. Huh. 46% of people, only 46% cook at least five nights a week. 10% cook less than once a week or never. And we're talking about cooking, like in not throwing stuff in an oven, right? That doesn't count. Like just putting nuggets in a, and some fries on a pan and throwing it in. That's- no, I, 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 that would constitute making a meal. They don't even do that. Okay. They, they get takeout. The alternative would be eating out, okay. dining out. Right. 19% cook every night. Only one in five. That is crazy to me. I mean, I don't think any of us is really swimming in money. And when you think about where you could cut corners, it seems like eating out, eh, that might be an obvious place. But we're eating out more than we ever have. Could that be because it's so cheap? Like today's Wednesday. It's Whopper Wednesday at, at, at Burger <laughs> you, King. You know all the deals every day of the week. I know. I go for Mad Max Monday at Burrito or at um, Mucho Burrito. No, it's not Mucho Burrito. It's Barberito. Barberito. Yeah. I go to all the burrito places, but on Mondays, Mad Max Monday and Subway sometimes on Monday because it's grilled chicken day and Wednesdays it's Whopper Wednesday at Burger King. I, some days it's cheap to eat out, probably cheaper than you could cook at home. Case in point, um, Dave is staying with me at the moment because he still has a place in Barrie, but he now works in Kitchener and the roomies. I know, it's so That's strange. Cute. I've lived on my own for so long now that it's weird that I have to be quiet when I'm getting ready in the morning. I can't turn on the light, play music, and all that sort of shit that I normally do. But Dave is vegan, and I've been really trying to wrap my mind around, oh, I should cook, but what can I cook? I have a guest, I should make dinner. So last night, 
laziest fucking thing you can do. I boiled some pasta and threw a jar of sauce in and said, dinner's ready. <laughs> I didn't know what else to make. You better start prepping now for tonight, my friend. I guess. Oh, I am going to the grocery store today. I am going to buy myself some chicken and I will buy him probably a head of cabbage and say, here you go. <laughs> just raw. I don't know if you Munch want this as a, this a meal or do you just sit and like pull pieces off and snack on it? I don't know how you vegans do it, but either way, here's a cabbage. You should get chicken wings for yourself. Get cauliflower and make him cauliflower wings while you have chicken wings. Cauliflower wings are not that bad. You get the right sauce on it is key. It doesn't have the Just consistency it. of chicken wings. Well, you, it's not for you. It's for him. You're cooking for him. Do that, and then it's like you both are eating wings, but he's eating something that's not as good as wings. <laughs> How's your cauliflower? It's Ugh. not bad. There's, I've had it many times. It's not bad at all. Uh, leftover pizza is the most common thing that people will reheat but still consider themselves cooking. Well, that doesn't, leftovers should never count. It was takeout from last night, and if you eat it the next day, it doesn't really count as takeout the next day because you paid for it the night before. No, that doesn't count. I suppose you could make a case for it, but I tend to agree with you. Either way, we're dining out way, way, way more than we used to. People 18 to 24 years old, three times as likely as any other age group to never cook. I think I figured out the millennial money problem. (laughs) (laughs) When you think about how much it adds up, if you're eating out constantly every single day, two meals to three meals a day, yeah. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. You know what it is? It's the delivery fees that get you. It probably would be cheaper to eat takeout. I mean, if you consider a, I don't know, a Whopper combo a meal, fine, But to get it delivered through Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes, you tack on that $4 delivery fee plus tip, and yeah, it really adds up. Like 50 bucks a week on delivery drivers. Yikes. Anyway, um, this idiot, idiot, in so many different ways, who was on a flight bound from Toronto to Montego Bay, Jamaica, he stood up on the plane. And he said, can I have your attention, please? I have coronavirus. And he was wearing gloves and he had a surgical mask on. So this was obviously very concerning for people around him. Oh, if you're on that flight, you're like, what the fuck? Exactly. So the staff, the crew, told the pilots. The pilots contacted, I believe it was Transport Canada, who made the decision, turn around. They were about at Jacksonville area, a little more than halfway to Montego Bay. Turn around, come back to Toronto. If this guy actually does have coronavirus, we can't have you guys landing in in Florida to dump them to the local authorities. We certainly can't send you to Jamaica with these people that could potentially be infected. You got to come back here. Protocol. So they turned around and flew all the way back to Toronto. The people on that flight missed a full day of their vacation. And here's the problem. We're going to play the guy talking about why he did it in a sec. But here's the problem. These people lost a day of their vacation. And I don't Mm -hmm. know who compensates them for that time. Because I feel like in February when it's cold out, 
a day in Jamaica is almost invaluable. And you know what? Some people, I think it ended up being longer than a 24-hour period. It was a little bit longer. They had to send another flight down to get those people there. There was also people in Jamaica waiting for that plane to drop him and the rest of the passengers off and then fill up with them to come back to Toronto. Some people had to spend an extra night in Jamaica, and I don't know who paid for that. Did WestJet pay for it? Did the people have to pay out of their pocket? Is that covered by travel insurance? I don't know. But either way, because this fucking idiot decided he wanted to try and make a viral video, he displaced so many people and cost so much money for hundreds. Why doesn't he have to pay that? Why doesn't a judge sit him down and say, okay, so all in, this cost each person, um, let's say it cost, if you break down the cost of the seven-day vacation, take away one day, this cost every person $300. So for every single person on that flight, you're going to pay $300. Plus, they lost a day of their vacation. So you're going to compensate them an extra $500 for the inconvenience. Which will never happen. And all those things sound great to me, Scott. At the Why le- can't that happen? I, I think it should happen, but it won't happen. They don't do it that way. I don't know. This, so this guy, he's going to have to pay something. It won't be nearly enough, and it won't go to the people who should deserve it, who no. should get it. He's going to get a fine. And I'll bet you WestJet is going to have to suck up the cost on all of this. That's not fair. So during this interview, this is an interview we're going to play for you in a bit. It's with uh, Global News, and I could have called it. This is a 28-year-old man from Vaughn is where he lives. And uh, right in the middle of the interview, his dad walks in the room because <laughs> he lives with his parents, of course. Mm-hmm. And as Scott said, he's going to explain to you why he did what he did. I'm also questioning, though. So he paid the money for a ticket. He paid the money for a ticket on the plane, knowing full well he was going to do that and not knowing what they were going to do next. He almost seems kind of surprised. Listen to this interview. Here we go. It's about two minutes long. You're Jamie. Yes, I'm right? James Potuck. From, from the flight. From the flight. Okay. I go by Potuck Philippe. I'm an artist. You're an artist. Yes, sir. And, okay, so can I just ask you generally what your interpretation of, of what happened? I fly to Jamaica five times a year. Uh, one time, a couple trips ago, I, I did a similar thing. I pulled my phone out. I made a viral video. I got up. I said, can I have your attention? Can I have your attention? Everyone stopped and looked. And I said, Lil Wayne's new album just dropped. Everybody go get it. No problem with that. Sat back down, landed, everybody got off, no issues. Seemed to me like this was in poor taste in retrospect. What I did, I stood up, I said, can I have everybody's attention? I just came back from Hunan province. That was it. Why, why, did you, why would you say that? Well, I had my camera with me. I was looking to, to get a viral video. I was looking to get it up on all the social media platforms. I oh. figured it would invoke some type of reaction, not on the plane, more people seeing on social media going, wow, this kid's got some balls or this kid is crazy, whatever it is. What purpose, though, to go viral? I'm an artist. Any publicity for myself is good publicity. And what do you think now about what happened? What I did was wrong. I ruined the flights for 200 and some odd people. I ruined their flight. And is there any repercussions from this that you know of? They just showed up and knocked. Is that your dad? Yes. What are you doing? Can I ask you what about repercussions or what do you think? They've charged me criminally. And uh, yeah, I have court to go to. 
Um, there's all types of positions, people that uh, people that are happy, people that are upset, but mm. in the end I've, I've ruined the people on the plane's trip, so I'm extremely apologetic. Okay, that might be the dumbest person on the fucking planet. Are you kidding me? Put him and Chair Girl in a plane and then just toss him right out. Him and Chair Girl. Oh, Chair Girl made a court appearance the other day and showed up late. Fucking it. She's also an idiot. They're both idiots. What do you think would happen if the two of them were like locked in a room together? God forbid they made a fucking baby. If they procreated, (laughs) that'd be the dumbest kid in the world, too. And we'd all leave. We should all leave. Uh, It's ridiculous. I can't. I can't. Like, what a moron. What a moron. He, he attempts to apologize in that in that little interview, and he says that he understands. In retrospect, I shouldn't have. Okay, fucking idiot. You artist. You artist, you. Like, it's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Should anybody forgive him that was on that flight? Do no. you think anybody is going to forgive him that no. was on that flight? No. Yeah. In fact, if they're not going to get compensated financially, this is what's wrong with, well, this is one of the things wrong with the justice system, is there's no right. actual justice. Every single one of them should be allowed to line up and Rochambeau style hoof them right in the balls. Yeah. Here you go, idiot. Yep. I can't believe that he did so selfish and all these people are going to suffer because of that. What did, how, I love how at the, oh, right at the top, he compares what he did the first time. Well, my first test was to stand up on a plane and tell everyone that Lil Wayne's album Funeral is now out, which I'm guessing that means he took a flight on Friday too. This guy's just buying fucking plane tickets on different planes because he know, he's an artist and he's filming things. Where's his money coming from, too? I don't know. I would think you probably get red flagged if you just intermittently fly to Jamaica five, six, seven times a year. Well, too. this is what I'm wondering. He was just on a flight and then he goes on another flight just a couple days, clearly just a few days later. And you didn't think telling people that Lil Wayne's album is out? Attention, everybody. Lil Wayne's album is out. And hey, attention, everyone. I got fucking coronavirus. You don't think there's a difference there? <laughs> oh, you don't need a. You don't need some special research artist to know that that's a, not a good idea. You need a brain in your head. That's the problem. I'm also trying to look at this through a legal lens. And I imagine that the lawyer who is inevitably going to have to represent him Probably watching this guy give that interview to Global News thinking, shut up, shut up, shut oh, up, shut absolutely. up. How am I supposed to defend you when you admit you did it and you admit the suffering you caused? Stop talking, stop talking, stop talking, shut up. Exactly. You know what lawyers say more than anything else? Stop talking. Mm-hmm. Don't say a word. And look, you know, Global News, they're a part of our company and stuff like that. But it doesn't matter who comes and knocking. Global, CTV, whatever, CBC, don't fucking answer the door. No! You're an idiot. Shut up. Stop talking. Retreat back to the basement where you fucking belong. (laughs) And shut up. Don't go on social media. Just shut up. Valentine's Day is coming up in a little over a week. For a couple of years now, there's been various zoo initiatives. I feel like the zoo uses Valentine's Day as a good opportunity to fundraise. And good on them. That's great. If you can recognize an opportunity there. Um, I, in the past, have sponsored different animals. Last year, for Valentine's Day, I gave my daughter an otter. (laughs) That's cool. Here's an otter, daughter. There is an otter at the Toronto Zoo that is named after my daughter. and, And when she's ready and wants to go and visit her otter, I will gladly spend a day with her to show her, there's your otter. Otters are adorable, for those who don't know. 
they and make you can easily tell them apart. They make this is this is a good good gift idea here, guys. Get her an otter because otters mate for life and they hold hands while they're sleeping so they don't drift apart in the river. Oh, that's cute. Isn't it? That's very cute. Ah, yeah. Get her an otter. So zoos take an uh, advantage of this holiday to fundraise, and that's great. But I think we've gone a little too far. Last year, all the talk was, oh, there's a zoo that's letting you name a cockroach after your ex. Okay. Ha, 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 ha. Good one. And it was like cheap, right? It wasn't very much money. It was, no, it was 10 like bucks, 5, 10, bucks 15 bucks. It, it wasn't much. Okay. So now, in a game of one-upsmanship, there's a zoo in San Antonio, Texas, that is allowing you to, number one, purchase a cockroach for $5, and they'll name it after your ex. Or you can purchase a rat for $25, and they'll name it after your ex. Okay, we added a rat. Fine. Now, in an interesting twist, though, they will then take that cockroach or that rat and feed it to a larger animal. The rats are going to get fed to the snakes at the zoo. And you can watch it on a live stream. Okay, that to me is the part that's a little, a lot over the edge here. We've crossed into a dangerous area now. Now we're feeding animals to other animals and pretending it's a person. And we're fucking watching it on the net. If you're that person that said, yes, I'll buy a rat. Gonna name it Bradley. Because my ex's name is Bradley. He's a fucking idiot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, doo I get a notification from the zoo. Bradley's going to be eating today. <laughs> 1 p.m. Eastern. And you're clicking and clacking away and watching that fucking rat get eaten by a snake. You're probably a psychopath. Probably. Like, there's nothing in this that's fun anymore. No, that's not all right. Name a cockroach after him. Fine. Feed that cockroach to another animal. Okay, that's a little weird, but a snake eating the rat that's named after your boyfriend. I'm going to suggest here, with all due respect, you lunatic, you're not over it. You're not over it. If you're going to log in and watch a snake eat the rat, you have got to deal with whatever's going on in your head. And those people who do should be flagged. Could you imagine? We just went up to somebody at work who just happened to get that notification. They're watching that video. You're like, oh, what's up, Karen? What's, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> yeah. No. And you know, I mean, don't, we're not naive to the fact that obviously they're feeding rats to the snakes. We know that. But it's the naming of the X and the whole thing. Is weird. Because you're pretending that the rat is your ex. You want to... No! You be, you might as well be in the room with coronavirus plane guy at that point. <laughs> I'm going to throw you in there with him in the chair, girl. And you can fucking sit there together. <laughs> just be weird in one room, just contained. <laughs> Wendy's has announced that March the 2nd is the date when they're going to roll out breakfast nationwide. Ooh. I actually kind of like Wendy's, but I never go there because when I want to eat something on the run, it's typically in the morning and Wendy's is one of those places that's not a breakfast place. Never open in the morning, yeah. Now they are. Their breakfast menu includes things like a burger with bacon and eggs on top, a honey chicken biscuit sandwich, and a mix of coffee and chocolate or vanilla frosty ice cream. Ice cream in the morning? Mind blown. Yesterday, when they made this announcement, they did it on Twitter. And Wendy's is another one that has got an exceptional social media person. 
they flat out called out McDonald's. Hey, McDonald's, roast us. And they were on fire. I was legitimately laughing out loud looking at the Wendy's Twitter yesterday, not just reading the replies from people, but reading Wendy's replies to those comments. It is so funny. Do yourself a favor. Look up the the Wendy's Twitter. Check out some of the responses because they are brilliant. Do Wendy's, do they have good coffee? Because I think coffee is key, by the way, but for trying to be that breakfast spot. Okay, so speaking of coffee, Wendy's for a long time was always connected to Tim Hortons, and I never understood why they didn't just serve Tim Hortons coffee at Wendy's. That's what would make sense. But now Burger King and Tim Hortons are connected, and Burger King has a separate coffee than Tim's does, and I never understood why. Right, they got their, what is it, BK Joe or something like that it's called? I don't know. It might as well be BK shit. I mean... (laughs) Who goes to McDonald? Who goes to Burger King for the coffee? It's a last. Nobody. Res- it's a resort. It's a last resort usually. Yeah, it's usually a last resort. They did a bunch of free sampling one time when I was there for that to try to get people into it. Yeah, I don't know. But you wonder what Wendy's is going to do there because that's important. If they don't have a good coffee, they might as well forget the breakfast menu. Yeah. Unless you're Taco Bell, they're the exception. I don't think Taco Bell in Canada serves breakfast, but Taco Bell in the States certainly does. And they've got like these breakfast skillet wraps that are actually pretty delicious. And nobody goes there for the coffee. They just want the breakfast. I feel like it's going to be the opposite, particularly in Canada at Wendy's. You got to get a good coffee because nobody wants to make two stops. Mm -hmm. They should invest good money in that. McDonald's hit a home run with their coffee because their coffee used to be shit. Yeah, they've really changed it. Absolutely, they have. Anyway, I'm curious. uh, Wendy's breakfast is coming soon. Back to Valentine's Day for a sec. Do you want chocolate? No. No, nobody does. Women say that that is what they want the most this year. They want chocolate first, card second. Typically, it's always card first. Chocolate's lazy. Chocolate is lazy. You could just go buy chocolate. You don't need to wait for Valentine's Day to get it from your no. significant other. Unless you're intentionally lowering the bar. You know what? Just just get me chocolate. Because you're afraid of what at, he might come <laughs> home with. At this point, just pick a chocolate bar. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a chocolate box. Just a bar. Yeah. I really, really want a Kit Kat this year. There's some... Spe- no, don't get me wrong. Because there's some specialty places like chocolatiers that have... And I'm not talking about going to like a lint place or whatever. I'm talking about like real chocolatiers. There's a couple of great places you can go to that make a, their own handmade stuff like Reed's in Cambridge. Stratford, there's a great uh, chocolate place there too. But aside from that, if you're not going specialty, I don't understand why why you'd even want it. I think you say, yeah, I really, really want to coffee crisp this year for valentine's day that's all i want because the alternative is nobody just wants a coffee crisp for valentine's day but you say that because the alternative is he's going to come home with some lingerie that's intended for someone either five sizes too small or five sizes too big compared to you and a like a fucking dildo and and uh whatever else that you don't want a purse that Uh. looks like it came like right off the rack at value village something like that (laughs) That you don't want. But at least there's some thought and some trying. Well, maybe a little bit of trying in there. I don't know. I just think it's so lazy. If you can pick it up at a corner store anywhere, it's it's too lazy for Valentine's Day. Now, once you get past the chocolate and the card and the flowers and things like that, there's a few other things. Uh, jewelry was number four. 
Uh, massage or spa day. <laughs> Not a massage from you guys. They want a professional massage. Ma- Not man- one of your massages no, where you're- you rubber back for five minutes and then try and fuck her. <laughs> Not one of those. Exactly what happens. Every time. Hey, listen, there's not a lot of tension in my boobs. So could you work on anything else, please? My ass is not that stressed. It's actually right here, right here on my neck. My asshole's fine. Just keep it up. Up, 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 up. Fuck it. I'll go to a professional. You're doing nothing. 12% want something homemade. Another 12% said wine or booze. 12% said they'd be delighted if their partner did something for the household. Oh. That typically the woman would do. So if it's the woman who typically, uh, I don't know, does all the laundry, they would appreciate if he did all the laundry. Now, I'm not telling you what to do, guys. I'm just telling you what women say they want. And you can read into that however you want. The guys list is a little different. Ladies, what do you think your guy wants for Valentine's Day? If you guessed a big sloppy blowjob, you're right. <laughs> Sex is number one. Sex. Men are, <laughs> look, and not to, no offense, but just in, when it comes to gift giving mm-hmm. and just general happiness, men can be quite simple. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Communication's in there and um, telling them some nice words every now and again. But basically, sex and some... Every now and again, some good food. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, right? Uh-huh. Uh, if you give him, for example, sex and a porterhouse with maybe a side of, of mashed potatoes, that's a happy fucking guy. You're on cloud nine for like a week, right? Yeah. And if there's like an order of wings somewhere in there and a can of beer, well, holy shit. <laughs> Get ready, because that ring is coming soon. It's... <laughs> simple it's it is really quite simple it's not fucking rocket science oh it's really not uh did you watch the state of the union donald trump last so night? i didn't but i saw the stuff that happened especially after the state of the union kate they're all wrong they're all 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 wrong and and the democrats set up this state of the union last night Intentionally, they structured this whole impeachment thing so that Trump would have to give the State of the Union while he's under impeachment. Right. He won't get acquitted until today, in all likelihood. And likely he will, right? Yeah, okay. So Trump, pissed off about that and the fact that they brought this impeachment thing forward in the first place, goes in last night to the House chamber, and it's very, very routine. The vice president and the speaker of the House sit right behind the president. So Trump goes up and he shakes Vice President Mike Pence's hand, hands him a copy of the speech. Turns to his right, there's Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, leader of the Democrats. Handed her the speech, she put out her hand to shake hands, he just turned around and went to the podium. It was a shaft. And her face is like, oh, okay, all right, okay, fine, fine, it's fine. Yeah. And then Nancy, and I guess the the rest of the party will take their cues from her because the rest of the people don't have an advanced copy of the speech, but Nancy does. So Nancy's skimming ahead here and she sees certain things and she intentionally stays seated. Typically during a State of the Union, people rally behind the president. You may disagree with some things, but for the most part, unless it's something you really can't get behind, you stand up and applaud when the president says the State of the Union is strong and our economy's coming back. The Democrats sat 
for every single thing that was policy. Didn't rise once. Fast forward to the end of the speech. Well, actually, right in the middle. (laughs) Rush Limbaugh, who's one of the most polarizing people in America because he's a right-wing talk show host. President Trump had him up in the gallery. He announced during the State of the Union, Rush Limbaugh is getting the highest civilian honor the U.S. government can bestow, the Congressional Medal of Freedom. And not only that, he was getting it right there on the spot. Melania Trump pulls out the medal and put it on him right there. So all these Democrats not only had to get over the fact that Rush Limbaugh just got the Congressional Medal of Freedom, they had to watch him get it. So at the end of the speech, Trump wraps up, Thank you. God bless America. They all end the same way. The Democrats stood up and got out of the House chamber like somebody yelled fire. They were booking it out of there. So there's chaos and people are like, let's get out of here. Meanwhile, they flash back to the president and Nancy Pelosi tore up the speech right there in the floor. What is happening? It is so divided down there. There is absolutely no hope of anything getting done before the next election because they simply cannot work together. No. It's bad. I mean, hey, we've got our partisan politics here too. Sure we do. Not even close. I mean, who was it that honored and gave a beautiful speech about Kathleen Wynne in the legislature when her official portrait was hung? Doug Ford himself gave the speech and gave her the honor, gave her the hug, the handshake, let's do a picture, all that sort of thing. Because that's a classy thing to do. There's certain times... When you put politics aside and you just have to be classy. There was nothing classy last night about that State of the Union. Zero class. It was bad. In any case, there's a great article about it. And you can watch the entire State of the Union on our website. Go to scottandcat.ca. That's cat with a K. And I think that brings to a conclusion another rousing edition of After 9. Thanks for checking out the After 9 podcast, everybody. Tell your friends, make sure you subscribe, too. If you're on this right now, subscribe, follow, whatever the, the platform makes you do. Uh, you follow do that. on Spotify, but subscribe in iTunes. That right? it is. There I you go. So. There you go. And then you'll always get alerts when we do a new podcast, which has been like pretty much every single weekday uh, as of late. So enjoy.